0: And today I'm welcoming back Elise Fitzpatrick. Elise is a certified biblical counselor and a frequent retreat and conference speaker. She's authored more than 20 books on daily living and the Christian life, including recently a 31-day devotional released by PNR that deals with the topic of doubt. If you haven't picked this up or seen this series from PNR, I really recommend it to you. Elise is married, has 3 kids and 6 grandkids, and I'm so glad to have her back on the podcast today. Elise, welcome back.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you
0: for making the time. What verse would you like to share with us today?
1: I'd like to share Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God." When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory.
0: So, Elise, if you were going to put these verses in your own words, how would you compress these verses and summarize their
1: message? So, uh, I think that what I would do is just basically say, think about who you are. Think about what your identity is. You have been raised. You're seated with Christ. You are Uh, Your old life is over. You're hidden with Christ in God. Uh, You will be with him in the future. And because of all of those things, then think about those things. Set your mind on those things. Think about Christ.
0: So Paul is telling us here that we need to work our minds to set our thoughts on things that are true now that we're a new creature in Christ. So why is he telling us this? Why is that important?
1: Well, because if we don't know what our identity is, If we don't know, for instance, that we've been raised and that we are seated (laughs) with Christ and that our old life is over and our new life is hidden, hidden, oh, I love that, hidden in Christ and his righteousness, and our future is assured, if we don't rest in that and think about it, marinate on it, Mm -hmm. if we don't do that, then we're always going to be seeking things here to make us feel like we're okay to make us feel like our identity is secure. So we need to secure our identity, who we are in Christ. And then the things of earth, as the old song would say, mm-hmm. grow strangely dim because there's there's nothing here for us in comparison to the identity we have in Christ.
0: So tell me about why you paused on the word hidden. What What is Paul communicating there? and Why is it meaningful to you?
1: Yeah, so to be hidden in Christ means that everything that's true about Christ is true about me. Now, of course, that doesn't mean I'm, you know, the incarnate son of God in that way. Right. But what is true about him as far as his perfect law keeping and his position with his father as the beloved child, Mm -hmm. that's what's true about me. And I love Mm -hmm. that hidden (laughs) That word hidden there, because it reminds me of when Moses went back up Mount Sinai, asking God to show him his glory. When Moses went back up and he said, show me your glory, which honestly, I can't imagine that he had the nerve to ask that, (laughs) but God takes him and God wants to show him his glory, but God can't, you know, not full on, not unmitigated. And so he hides him in the cleft of the rock, which, of course, is why we sing Rock of Ages Cleft for Me. Let me hide myself in these. Hmm. So, you know, we are hidden from the unmitigated holiness of God. We are hidden in Christ. And what that means is that we can have a relationship with God in his holiness without being afraid of being obliterated, Hmm. which is, of course, what we would be.
0: When my kids were younger, we played hide and seek more often than we do now. And if they hide really well and they're in the closet and they're amongst the coats, if they do a good job, I don't see them. I see the coats. And so when the father looks at his son and we're hidden in him, then he sees Jesus and he doesn't see us. Thank the Lord. Yes. Amen to that. So how did this verse become important to you?
1: Well, this verse became important to me when I wrote a, a book about the gospel entitled Because He Loves Me. Hmm. And that book really, the writing of that book really transformed a lot of the way I thought. And one of the ways that it did was it taught me the difference between gospel declarations and gospel obligations, or we could say imperatives and indicatives if we want to get technical. And basically what that means is that this verse is loaded with statements about who I am, gospel declarations. Mm -hmm. But I know up until this time that I would read this verse and all I would see was the obligations. So I would read this verse and really basically all I would see was set my mind on things that are above and seek the things that are above. Mm -hmm. And I would blow over all of the other amazing declarations about who I am And those declarations are the things that give us the motivation or the why should you Mm. do these things, set your mind on things above.
0: So the verse contains things that we are to do, but it's also reminding us of what is true.
1: Yes. So we are to do these things out of, because of, Mm. our understanding and faith in our identity, which is hidden in Christ, raised with Him, we died with Him, we were raised with Him, and we will be with Him in glory. Because of that, and only that, that's our motivation to then live a holy life.
0: So how does that change our lives then? How is it different in result than just saying, well, you know what, today I'm going to obey more?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about you. I mean, maybe you're a better Christian than me, but... (laughs) On the days that I there. get up, <laughs> on the days that I get up and I say today I'm going to obey more, that doesn't usually turn out real well. <laughs> uh, uh, simply because I will be lacking the very motivation that I need to know that. And I, hmm. champ, I think this is the thing. I've been a Christian for almost fifty years. How on earth am I going to have the audacity, the courage? to get up again tomorrow and pray, let your will be done by me right now, the way it's done by heaven. Let me do your will. Let me build your kingdom today. When I know that for the last almost 50 years, I've prayed that. And yes, of course, I mean, I've grown, I've changed. God's been kind. But I I I haven't ever done that perfectly. Mm -hmm. The only thing that gives me the motivation to know God will continue to love me, he will continue to help me, is to know that I'm seated with Christ.
0: That's so good. Well, Elise, it's been wonderful to have you back on the podcast. Would you take a moment and close our time together by praying this
1: verse for all of us? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have told us, really in no uncertain terms, how much you love us and how much you have welcomed us. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us to remember that we have been raised from death with your son and that we have been hidden in him, hidden, at, as Tam said, in in those coats that, that what you see when you look at us is your son. And that we know that we don't have to worry about the future because when Christ, who is our life, appears, we will be with him. So because of all those things, Lord, we pray that you would help us today not to set our hearts on building our own identities here, on trying to prove a really great here, but instead that we would set our hearts on Christ alone And then that way you would stand and rest in what he's done. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.